Good evening and welcome to another Goblins Gaming Podcast. Tonight we'll be playing our Bannerman Hall cam campaign and uh, we're joined tonight, I'm trying to see who's not paying attention, by Brandon. Brandon, who who are you playing tonight? Uh, you reach Brandon's uh, answering service, he'll be ready and available momentarily. Okay. Um, Alderman. Alder He's a aspiring wizard. There we go. And then we've got Ben. Ben, what are you eating tonight as we play our game? I'm eating wings from Zaxby's. Mm. So I just finished the wings and I'm on the fries. Um, and I'm playing Mortimer Quickfoot. He's a, he's a little rabbit monk. It's you never know where he is because he's hair and then he's gone. He's hair and gone. Sure. Really? Really. PJ's offended that I'm trying to tell puns without asking his approval first. PJ, who are you playing tonight? I'm playing James Bondish, a halfling uh, bard. Um, he's just a Name is Bondage? No, that's that's after you pay me. It becomes Bondage. Right now it's Bondish. So, yeah. Uh, so he, he's a little guy, but he's got a big heart and trying to, like, take over the world if he can. So, and, uh, All right. Apparently was uh, kicking ass and taking names last week, so it was kind of a change. Um, and was also eating goblins whole. Yes, yes, I was. Like, All uh, right, I will be playing uh, Corso Vas, a human fighter, soon to be a cavalier, although I'm already practicing riding around on a horse. And uh, we are going to try to reclaim some old ancestral lands. Hopefully we'll have Matt and Jesse on later. They'll join us when they get here. But until then, Danny's going to get us kicked off. Hey, yes. And uh, we'll do a little extra recap this time since our uh, recording last time got eaten halfway through by a giant shadow monster, which was PJ's character after he tried to cast a spell so uh right now the group as john said is moving westward from exanon towards the the midlands and on their way their little caravan was ambushed by some goblins the goblins had rolled some tree trunks onto the road and when everyone had to stop they attacked the uh, goblins didn't realize, however, that the people who they were attacking were level one adventurers who could pretty much take care of some goblins. Yeah, we can cast spells and shit. Yeah. <clears throat> the, uh, the big surprise, though, was PJ cast a first level spell of some sort and the shadow disease, curse, whatever that's in his body manifested, turned him into a giant two-headed shadow beast. And he proceeded to eat like three of the goblins, which really helped you guys. Um, that's help. That is not how that was supposed to go when I had drawn it up, but it just worked out for the best for everyone involved. And uh, then somehow he turned back into a into a regular halfling. How did that happen? Uh, lucky, I guess. Um, I'm pretty sure we beat him into submission. Or that, but uh, yeah, it's kind of confusing for me sometimes. Being lucky or being beaten a submission, it kind of runs together at this point. 
Well, yeah, in your real life, you do call that getting lucky. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's why you named your character James Bondage. You know, life imitating art happens sometimes. All right, so we kind of quit early last time, or I don't know if I would say early. We quit after the directly after the battle. So, um, if you would all like to kind of move around and take stock of the situation, we can do that. Yes. <clears throat> Want to loot me some goblins I've been eating. Oh, by the way, anything I, I poop out, do I get to keep it as loot? Um, that's between you and your you and your proctologist, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I certainly don't want it. You can you can keep that. So we need to get these bodies off the road and uh, clear the road of the trees. You yeah. totally ate those goblins' swords, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, we talked about. <laughs> Earlier, I'm worried about passing their heads or the skulls. That's going to be quite painful. So, yeah, yeah, because when you're not a giant shadow monster, you're just a halfling, <laughs> basically the same size as a goblin. So, how are you going to get a a goblin's hip bones through? I mean, that's going to hurt. Got like this for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> For now, you just feel really bloated. Do you guys have any Mylanta? Max locks. <laughs> All right. Well, while they're checking out the bodies, um, I'm going to grab Bartlett's reins, and I'm going to head up to the north because, if I recall correctly, the goblin leader escaped. I'm going to go up there and see if I can see any tracks or trails, anything that we could follow. All right. Make me a survival. Is survival even a skill anymore? Uh, yes, it is. Survival or nature check, if you have either of those. Do you have either of those? Um, no, I'm not proficient in either. Uh, I'm better at nature, though, just because I've got a higher intelligence than wisdom. Sounds like a you problem there. Just give me a perception check, then. Okay. Roll to six. <laughs> All right, you can't, you can't really tell. The woods aren't your speciality. No, they're not. I just don't like the fact that he got away. Right. Okay, well, everyone who's uh, investigating these bodies can give me perception or investigation, depending on whether you're looting them or just, like, looking the bodies over for information. You don't have to be... Both. You can do both, yeah. You don't have to be um, proficient to do that. Uh, if you could all... Uh, on, on the ass thing down there, select your character. Oh, name. nice. That's yeah, that I don't know why out. it keeps doing that. That's frustrating. Well, when you first log in, it's going to do it as your name. Now, if you want to change your name in Roll20, if you click the uh, cog at the top right hand of uh, Roll20, you can change your display name to be your character name in here. Okay. And then, you, then you don't have to worry about it. That's what I do. Yeah, that's I'm what I did too. I almost never remember otherwise. And it'll it'll save that display your name as. So the next time you log in, it'll be there for this, just for this game. All right. Looks like we got a ten from Mortimer, a twenty-five critical success from Quentin, a seven yeah. from James, and an eleven from me. I actually got a fifteen because that was my first roll. I accidentally rolled it twice, but mm. it doesn't really matter because of Quentin's twenty-five. <laughs> 
Well, so the perception and investigation are going to give you different information. Oh. So, um, looks like Mortimer with his 15 perception is the highest perception. Um, unless, Corso, you want to percept for this as well. Are you, are you coming down there to help? Uh, yeah, after I didn't see anything, I was going to come down there. Um, yeah, I guess I'll try to percept. With them. Okay. Uh, I'm not very perceptive today. Seven. All right, that's fair. I mean, I am playing a blonde character today. <laughs> All right, looks like Mortimer got a 15 and nobody else got over a 10 on the perception. Is that right? That's right. Did I do perception as well as investigation yep. or just one? Okay, yep. sorry. Yeah, everybody can do both. Oh, okay. I'll roll for the other one too. Quinn's <laughs> like, guys, did you look at the trees? I'm sure there's something up there. Mine was like, hey, guys, I found dirt. All right. So, Mortimer, with your 15 perception, um, you did find um, one of them had a satchel with uh, some stuff in it. Um, does anybody speak goblin? There's something written in gobbledygook on here. See, I think I might well, know Goblin a bit here. On a piece I of paper. do know Goblin. I do not. Yeah, I can read it. Okay. So, um, there it's basically instructions in Goblin, which isn't a very good language for instructions, but... Isn't that against, like, their ethics? Yeah, so the instructions basically come down to get uh capture peoples bring to us get monies that's pretty much it any more definition to the us <laughs> no there's not the uh, us uh that word can mean like six different things and goblins multiple something <laughs> yeah it's um it, the the connotation normally means if someone is telling you to bring them something that they're your boss in goblin so probably someone in charge of, of this goblin at least if not the whole group and um there's also um ben eight Ten. Okay, there's ten silver pieces in that bag as well. I'm going to pocket those. All right. All right. Uh, investigation. Uh, Quentin got a critical success. Quentin, you notice as you're investigating these bodies, as you're all like lining them up up here on the side of the road, every single one of them has a, a blue tattoo somewhere on their body. It's like a little line with an arrow at the end of it. Which you eventually decide is probably a spear or a phallic symbol. Um, be equally equal chance of either one would have been a goblin probably. Yeah, but you think it's probably both. Yeah, you think that's probably like their clan symbol, so these are the blue spear dwar- uh, blue spear goblins, not dwarves. Okay. I'll show that to everybody. 
All right. This is definitely a clan or some other type of grouping of goblins. All right. And, and yeah, that's what you can get out of it. Core rounds up everybody and says, hey, let's get this uh, road cleared off so the wagons can get through. All right. Um, let's go back over who all is in your wagon train here in your caravan. I know it's all of you. Um, Quentin's mother came. Corso, your mom and Grandpa Arden came, along mm -hmm. with along with your uh, Estovian and your Nodgar. That's right. Then you have the Ash Grips. Um, who else was in the in the caravan? Anybody else? Um, uh, you said that the uh, the Gildarb family came with us. Oh, yeah, the old mayor's family. Yeah, and the the mayor's dead, isn't he? Yes. Okay, so it's just like his widow and children, and his brother. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I've got in my notes. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So uh, you managed to get that done. It's kind of late in the day already at this point. Um, let me move you back to the Midlands map here. Let you all see, I finally got this uh, thing to work last time. I, the next day, got this token to work. <laughs> so I, I right. think you can all see it at least, and uh, yeah, and we can see time. like three or four hexes away. Uh, oh, yep, there we go. Yeah, it's all the way over on the right side. All right, I put a red circle there where you dealt with the um, blue spears. Maybe I should have made a blue circle. Now that I think about it. Kind of feels like Oregon Trail. I don't see the the red circle. I just see where our caravan is. Uh, I may have put it on the another layer or something. Okay. Hmm. Why can't I select it? Well, there we go. Yeah, it is on the. Uh, Wrong layer there. There we go. There we Thank go. Just so you can remember, that's where you run into them. Them, their goblins. All right. So you've traveled, been traveling about 20 miles a day. Um, you've been traveling a little slower than you would like to, just because, I mean, you've got some older folks in the caravan. Uh, 24 miles would be a normal pace per day, and you're getting about 20. So it could be worse. It could be better. We can do to speed it up. Um, yeah, if you just left behind some of the older folks. Yeah, we don't want to do that. All right, who's the most useful? I mean, you know, just <laughs> saying. Are we talking about like player age, or are we talking about NPC age? Uh, yes. Because we can leave our oldest if we need you to light it up. <laughs> That'd be Ben. He's our oldest member. That's funny. No age. 
features. Playing with the uh, fonts here. All uh, right. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, Cor Corso doesn't want to leave anybody behind. We've got right. to keep everybody together if we can. Well, so you make it like another two or four miles that day. We'll say four miles. Uh, put some distance between you and where the goblins ambushed you at least. All right. Um, well, yeah. we definitely need to set watch tonight since the one guy got away. He might come back with reinforcements. Yeah, he was like a chief kind of guy, you thought, too. Can you guys see the, the uh, name tag and everything on this token, too? Yep. It says Holbeck okay. Hellions. Yeah, all right. Until you guys come up with another name, that's the one I'm using for you. All right, so according to your map, Corso, you want to make me like a an intelligence check or something? Sure, I can do that. Figure out, or uh, or some, or does Quentin have the map? I can't remember. Yeah, Quentin, Quentin was the one who was looking at yeah, the map. I was trying to help him out by remembering like historical facts about our old homelands. That's right. All right. So, Quentin, yeah, if you make me an intelligence check or if you have some kind of... History is what I've been doing for the maps before now. Okay. Give me that. A 14. Yeah, okay, so according to your map and your knowledge of the area from this travel so far, you should be able to make it to the uh, village here by the end of the day the next day. So if you push pretty hard, you should be able to get there before dark. And you won't have to camp on the road. You'll actually be able to camp in a town, quote unquote. That's not tonight, though. That'd be the next day, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, so today is the 5th of Skirpla, I believe, is the name of the month. It's actually starting to get kind of warm outside. Um, it's almost summertime. Yeah. Mm. You started. You guys started your trip towards the end of spring, so it is. Uh, it's getting warm, and this year I think someone asked me this before, uh, based on the calendar. This year actually is a uh, a leap year, as it were, and you're going to have a Midsummer's Day, which only happens once every four years. Yeah, so Midsummer's we'll throw. We'll have to throw us a party or something. Yeah, yeah. Normally, everyone kind of takes a day off and has a party. Um, you know, these are medieval times, so typically you only get one day off a year. But uh, on leap years, <laughs> you get two days off. So <laughs> it is pretty exciting. All right, and today is Tears Day for those of you who are counting your days of the week. It means uh, you, know, you should make it there on tomorrow on Freya's Day, the sixth of Skirpla. All right. Does anybody have any uh, anything they want to do? I want to heal <laughs> really bad. Well, all right. So you're going to take a long rest. Here is the plan. Who uh, who's going to take watches? What's the plan for that? I can take like the first watch because I I'm actually like at full health. Okay. Me too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because you spent the whole time as a as a monster, and when you came back, you were fine, right? Yep, and after all that wonderful goblin meat I ate, I'm feeling really good. 
yeah. Um, while we were uh, looting the bodies and everything, did I have time to spend a hit die? Like, did we did we have time to take a short rest? Sure. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah. All right. Can do that. Okay. Might come in handy if something happens overnight. Right. Well. Mortimer just rolled his old school. Oh, no, that's what the button does now, isn't it? Yeah. There we go. It rolled. All right, so I'm back to full health. Um, yeah, I can take a watch if I need to. All right, those were good head die rolls, guys. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Gotta love right. the maximum. Yeah, um, Nodgar and Estovion both got hurt pretty bad, so you probably want them to rest. Yeah. I think they both took arrows. Well, we should, we should probably split into pairs or something while we're on watch. All right. So first watch will be whom then? Uh, I'll I'll join uh, I'll join uh, James on the first watch. You do have uh, you know Kuvan Ash Grip. He'll take a he can help take watch with someone. Um, I'll take watch with Ash Grip. All right, and then um, your grandpa he'll take. He'll take watch, but he's probably going to fall asleep. <laughs> when they'll take it with him. <laughs> okay. All right, they'll probably both fall asleep. <laughs> How's my hair? <laughs> All right, so give me uh, perception checks for the first watch. All right, this is me and you, James. Why does it always have to be perception checks? Whoa, I am critically perceptive now. I am on guard. I am so not. <laughs> That's good because James is in the corner just like complaining about his tummy hurt, tummy ache the entire time. Exactly. You got bad gas. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with a 20 perception, uh, you don't notice anything, anything bad going on out there all night. Right. You can watch, James. Um, nothing's going to attack when you critically succeed perception checks. That's not... Not any fun. Right. Got eagle eyes. <laughs> um, let's see. All right. So second watch is gonna be Quentin and Arden. All right. So Quint Quentin rolled a three. Uh I need a constitution save. I need a con save for Arden first. It's DC ten. Um all right, I've got that. Con save. And then a fifteen, so he manages to stay awake. All right, and then perception. Oh, Seventeen. All right. Um, yeah, Quentin reads books the entire time with his three. And uh... welcome back, Greg. Yeah, at least he didn't argue when you told him to come back. That's true. All right. <clears throat> All right, um, here's my perception. Sorry. No, you're good. A seven. Wow. Super awesome roll. Okay. okay. Um, so at some point during that, um, uh, who was that? Kuvan? Ashgrip? Yeah, he rolled the 13, and then it was him and Mortimer. All right, he thinks... Watch. All right, he thinks he sees something north of the road, but when he goes out and looks, there's nothing there. That's that's pretty much it. The night passes fairly uneventfully. 
And uh, the next morning, sun comes up. It's uh, about 53, 54 degrees outside. All right. So nice. we got a long <laughs> rest then. Yep, everybody gets a long rest. Or the benefits uh, thereof. And you begin traveling. Um, let's see. Let's uh, everyone that's here roll me an initiative. I need to my character first. Yeah, let me. I'll move you back over to the ambush thing for a second, so you can roll them. Roll a sixteen. Uh, showing. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Let me roll that again. Just got a selector. You got a selector token. I, I I thought I did. Roll twenty is lagging really bad all of a sudden. Oh, I'll take that one instead. How about that? <laughs> I'll fix it for you. Although it really doesn't matter on this. Mortimer initiative. The first one was sixteen. So yeah, I tried to make it into that, but. It, Change it to six for some reason. Right, dude, it's amazing. We traveled a whole day and we ended up in a spot that looks exactly like the one we left. We're going in circles, Quentin. Are you sure you know how to read these maps? I promise, guys. I was I made a success in my role. I know I got to the right place. <laughs> you know we're somewhere on the map, right? No, I just rolled up the map. I was successful in rolling up the map. <laughs> I didn't screw it up this time. World of 21, but it wasn't. I had selected my token. Yeah. All right. I'm confused. Wait. What are you confused? Wait about. Where's uh, where'd everything go? I'm, I'm he moved us back on. to the map. Oh. <laughs> he just did that. You so have that my we could roll our initiative. There at least. Roll initiative. Hey, it's Jesse. So um it must Jesse. be right on time. Yeah. Well, this is this isn't for uh, combat. It's for uh, travel activities. Even better. <laughs> you missed a fight, a goblin ambush. Um, when you can see the map here, you'll see uh, where the ambush was. In which uh, James tried to cast a spell and instead turned into a giant shadow monster and ate two goblins. So, I don't see anything. We knocked him out and he turned back human. Uh, you're going to want to be on the like the right hand side of the map towards the bottom. Yeah, don't see anything. You should be able to eventually see it. I see nada. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, it says all players, so I don't know. Everybody else can mm. see it, right? Yep. All right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Try to refresh or something. I mean, okay. 
I see the initiative box. Yeah, if you zoom all the way out of the map. Yeah. If you zoom oh, all the way out of the map, you should be able to see it, I hope. Okay, you see it? Yes. Alright, sweet. Alright, that's your caravan token. Okay. As you're traveling. Um, yeah, so Mortimer, what are you gonna do to help everyone get there on time today? It's the final day of the trip, you hope. Uh, I guess I'll just keep kind of a lookout. All right, so you're going to percept? Yeah. All righty. Wow, that was... That was a six. That is not a success. Quite uh, amazing. <laughs> Ooh. All right, so you're, you're supposed to be watching, but uh, you get distracted, like running around in the grass and stuff a few times. and I mean, naturally. You found some wild onions and carrots, and that takes a good 30 minutes of your day. Then you have to catch up with everybody. And then you decide to take a nap. And, yeah, so you're not very helpful. All right. Uh, next is James. What are you going to do that's less helpful than Mortimer? <laughs> well, I'm going to break out my most requested and uh, preferred set of musical instruments. Silence. <laughs> the lutes. I won't do the bagpipes this time, and I'm just gonna try to sing some songs to, you know, encourage everyone and you know help distract them from the long, arduous road we have to go down before we get back to back to town. So, all right, loot it up. Um, that's a performance, correct? Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, what just happened? There we go. 15. It's actually well-received. People kind of like it. Sorry, and I do a little, like, rock star dance as I'm, like, you know, playing my flutes and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, Corso, uh, your grandpa waves you over, Arden waves you over, and says, it's the first time that happened didn't make me want to throttle him when he played one of his songs. <laughs> yeah, he, he grows on you. Like, like a fungus, but he grows on you. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like a wart, but yeah, yeah. If I had a nickel every time I heard someone say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Corso, what are you going to do to get everybody here on time? Uh, well, when we're setting out in the morning, I encourage everybody to let's uh, let's try to not make very many bathroom breaks. Let's keep pushing on because uh, Quentin's map says we should be in a settlement tonight if we if we make good progress. Um, and it obviously it's not safe on the road with blue spear blue spear goblins running around. So let let's let's uh, move as quick as we can. So I'm going to persuade everybody to put their heads down and and truck it. Persuade them to not drink any water and just keep moving. That's right. That's right. If you if you refill your canteen every time we stop, so someone can take a take a dump, we'll have to stop and pee again in two hours. <laughs> All right. Just do it like Corso's grandfather and don't stop and just go ahead and do it. There you go. I rolled an 18. All right, that's a success as well. Uh, Arden says, I just can't I just can't initiate a stream, so I don't bother. <laughs> All right. Uh, Quentin. Um, Quentin besides, is just... What's that? Besides not peeing, what are you going to do to help speed everything up today? <laughs> 
Uh, Man, he's had some luck so far with the match. He's going to try again to see if he can uh, cut a little more time off, find a small shortcut, or at least one that's going to be the same amount of time, but a little bit easier going. Okay. All right. Lando, you're going to be next after Quentin. Okay. Eight. Um, Yeah, you seem to have uh, put the map for this part of the world away last night in the wrong box, and you can't find it again. I failed on that roll. I didn't roll it in the right place, and I can't find it. <laughs> I mean, you rolled it up pretty well, but, but the roll went to the wrong place. He just gets so excited that he rolls it right, and he completely forgets what he did with it. All right. So y'all are at two successes and two failures, so it all comes down to Lando. Lando, how are you going to help everybody make it into town in one well, piece and on time? Besides being my normal, awesome, impressive self. Mm-hmm. I will uh, selfly scout ahead now that I'm inspired by uh, a musical tune that didn't kill us or turn anybody into a monster. Y'all are welcome. Uh, <laughs> and I fail miserably. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's like a critical failure. Yeah, yes. Sometimes, sometimes we roll one. Like, I basically step on a giant's foot and then, you know, because I was having to hold my bathroom break, I just pee on his leg. All right. (laughs) (laughs) One of us halflings know how to perform. Since since you rolled so spectacularly, Jesse, you can roll the d20 to find out what happens here. Ooh, sweet. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I went number two on the giant's foot. (laughs) <laughs> did you wear your brown pants I rolled an 8 which is a good number let's see um, uh, roll, me, roll me a different one roll me another one. Oh gosh that's never a good sign that's not a good sign a 2, two. Oh, shit. see it is a deuce uh, <laughs> a very awkwardly placed deuce. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, everybody make me a perception check. Oh, boy. Oh, god damn it. <clears throat> oh, Aren't you glad I showed up? <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, you know, I rolled a Hey, I rolled a critical. Well, yeah, of course you're perceptive. You know exactly. <laughs> I guess when you're pooing on a giant's foot, you see him. You had a uh, disadvantage on that for some reason, Jesse. And probably oh, had it ticked from last time. Oh, okay. what'd y'all do to my guy last time? Rolled a really? solid eight. Well, that was that, uh, that was that shot that you made with your short bow. You had disadvantage and you still oh. rolled a double crit. That's right. Nice. The exploits of Lando. I'm going to have to hear about when we get a break in the action. All right. So Lando and Quentin. And Mortimer, I mean, and James, rather. Uh, wow, three of you. You all, at uh, some point about the middle of the day, see a glint to the uh, to the north and look, and you see something running away through through the grass towards the woods a mile or two away, which you think was a goblin. Must have clocked where you guys are going. Guys, so, I... I think we're being followed. That will definitely not come back to haunt you. 
mention it to uh, <laughs> or so. Let me just make a note of that and, and that it won't cause any issues in the future. All right. I guess if they warn us, uh, I'm going to go ahead and unsling my shield and and travel with my uh, pick <clears throat> in hand. All right. Well, uh, is, is that Brandon trying to talk to us? I don't know. I, so. I, was, I was about to ask the same thing. Can you guys hear me? Not really. barely. Not just yeah, I thought you were talking to someone else in the background. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are hiding under your table again, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, see your hand. <laughs> yeah, we can't really hear you for whatever reason. We can see you now, though. We see you. Ooh, God, it's ooh, it's ugly. It was uh, it was sudden. It's not that it was terrible. It's just we weren't prepared for it. Mm. Thank okay. you. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's better. For some reason, my microphone switched from my headset to the uh, laptop's microphone. Oh. Weird. All right. Well, a couple of hours after that, uh, you come over a hill, and you see a small village. Ooh, uh, do we make it to the village? Yeah, you see uh, the sun's kind of going down. Oh, dysentery? Well, I don't know about that. Uh, there's definitely something wrong with uh, with James. He keeps like kind of running off into the bushes and screaming, and then coming back, uh, walking funny. <laughs> you had eaten what I would have. Hey, eaten. what a man what does in his own time, <laughs> none of my business. Oh man, you, uh... yeah, yeah, and uh, and every time you guys get about a quarter mile away, you see vultures coming to land wherever he was, which is also strange. <laughs> Man, if they know better, they would stay away from that. <laughs> Every once in a while, uh, we see a vulture take off and then just fall out of the sky. Wait, so that's from him eating goblins and shatting them out? Yeah, well, he's a he's a halfling, you know, and he he swallowed them whole with their equipment. Um, it's not been unpainful for him. <laughs> and and every now and then you hear a yelp, you know, like like a like a middle school girl, like. <laughs> It's it's bad. So, yeah, well, yeah, we'll say uh, Balmir keeps giving you uh, good berries to to rub on the affected area. He <laughs> made it a popsicle for the infected area. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's freeze uh, those berries. It's not a good time. All right. <clears throat> All right, so yeah, you come over a rise and you see a small village, um, very small. There's looks like three or four farms. A uh, what? What looks like it used to be a fairly large village, but now there's one or two buildings standing. Um, as you as you approach through this main road, you can see there's also roads going north and south, and one that continues west. Uh, looks like the village is basically. Centered on the crossroads there. Um, the uh, couple of folks you see out in fields, <clears throat> in the farm fields as you pass, uh, don't really pay much attention to you. Although if you wave or anything to them, they they wave back. Uh, they do appear to be working the fields. And with it being, you know, late spring, early summer, they're, they're pretty busy, you imagine. Um... 
and uh, yet you see the town looks like it was probably uh, fairly sizable at some point, although you can still see the signs of, of basically the shadow plague, you know, and the shadow wells that were here for all those years. And um, as you come into the village itself, there's not really many people moving around. Maybe one or two kind of going about their business. You see um, what looks like a smithy that's been partially rebuilt, although there's no one working there. And the only building that looks completely intact is an inn. Um, but uh, as you come into the village proper, there's a, there's a square. There's a field off next to the village where there's plenty of room for your your caravan, basically all of your wagons. There's hitching posts for horses and stuff there. It looks like it's seen a good bit of use of late. Um, yeah, okay. so that, that's kind of what you see as you as you come into town. It is evening. Uh, it's not quite sunset yet. You've still got an hour or so until then. What would you guys like to do? I want to guess get ourselves settled. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't trust, um, you know, obviously we want to park the caravan over there where the, the field is, where, where it's, there's space for us, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't trust leaving everything unattended over there. Oh, so you're going to sit with the, the wagon tonight. Nice Corso. I'm going to go to the bar and have some drink to numb the pain. <laughs> yeah. So there's only like what, eight or 10, maybe 12 of you total. Um, There's never enough drink, PJ, to regain your dignity. I said ease the pain. Nothing about dignity. <laughs> uh, you can't imagine. It is a fairly good-sized little tavern. It's two stories. Uh, definitely would not be enough rooms there to fit everyone. So everyone will probably mostly be staying uh, underneath their wagons and or in tents again tonight. All right. In the... In the uh... So this will be an intense watch. Mm -hmm. That's my kind of crap. That's my line. <laughs> True. So within the overall journey, mm -hmm. um, just because I missed the last session, so it's almost been a month since I've played. I, I'm trying to figure out what, where we're at. Yep, yeah, so this uh this is the village you were heading for towards. It's Midward Village. It's in the Midlands, or Midlands, as people say here. Um so somewhere around here is supposedly Corso's ancestral home and castle and all that kind of thing. Right. Um so this this was the destination, with the idea being that you would all resettle here once you arrive. Okay. Um, the the only two notable encounters that occurred on the way we just added the playing cards to the table. What? That's weird. Oopsie. I'm sorry. I'm surprised you even have access to do that. <laughs> uh, I was just trying to see what it was. Well, can you turn it back off? I can't even find it. <laughs> I don't even know how to do that. Okay, it went away. Somebody did it. <clears throat> All right, so the only two notable encounters were uh, when you met the god Tyr, right? When you fought the uh, the wolves and the one-handed guy was there. 
Yep. And he, and he gave the amulet to you, which I believe James is still wearing. Yep. And that, that gives you advantage on death saves. Yes, and I uh, apparently it. So. Yeah, and then the second second encounter was the ambush by the Blue Spear Goblins, where uh, when James tried to cast a spell, he turned into a horrible two-headed shadow demon and uh, scared everyone pretty much away from the fight. Yeah, good times. Yeah. And uh, so, yep, now you're in Midwood Village. All right. Um, I guess uh, I'll uh, I'll tell Nodgar and Estovian to watch the wagons while we all go in to the inn and check it, check things out. All right. So is everybody going to go into the inn? Oh, yeah. Quentin is pretty much walking in with a towel around him and uh, his shower kit, so. I need some ale. <laughs> oh, look, Balmir all suddenly began speaking again. He, he's been not talking to everyone for a while. Probably hey, oh, his throat was still healing up from where he uh, got shot in the in the neck last week. Oh, yeah, he did get shot in the neck. I don't right, remember okay. that either. Uh, speaking of which, he's had a long rest. I'll fill his hit points back up for him. There we go. Oh, uh, there's Lando. That's everybody, right? Except James. Yep. There we go. Okay. So the group of you uh, uh, leave the wagons behind and walk to a to the inn, the only freestanding building that looks completely intact in town. It has a sign out front that proudly proclaims, "This is the Boiling Troll Inn." I bet it smells delicious in there. As long as oh, it's not boiling goblin, I'm good. There are actually... you're done boiling the troll at the end, it becomes the Troll School Manor. <laughs> <laughs> there actually are uh, delicious smells wafting out of what must be the kitchen area from uh, from just inside or just outside, rather. You hear, uh, you can hear the sounds of a few people talking and such um, as you come approach the door. Doors are open. Um, there's a window here. You can look through. Corso's kind of looking through there. Uh, you hear the sound of um, someone doing a fairly poor job on a loot. Not me. And as you walk in, you see a, uh, and I believe she's an elf, an elven woman sitting in, up towards the fire. Uh, playing. Um, and as you do walk in, uh, the woman behind the bar, she's got red hair, uh, pointed the pointed ears of an elf. She glances up at your fairly large group walking in and says, Ah! Visitors! Welcome, welcome. Please come in. Welcome to the Boiling Troll. And no, we don't serve Boiled Troll. Oh. Well, boys, we gotta go. <laughs> false advertising again again as long as you got some ale on tap lassie that's all that matters to me well quentin didn't even come in he's he's still up at the top so he's like he's not paying attention he's, he's feeling a little social anxiety yeah. yeah he looks he's looking at a book and when he looks up you're all gone <laughs> like you're all sitting on bar stools already he's like still wait a minute guys these people don't know me <laughs> guys where'd you go guys Guys, Lando immediately goes to the person playing the lute over here in mm-hmm. the corner. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, so you see, uh, so besides the woman playing the lute, you see a couple of fellows over at one table, uh, one of them dressed kind of fancily. Um, over here, this guy uh, talking to another guy who, who uh, holds himself kind of, um, you, not, we wouldn't say pompously, but, uh, you know, as, as though he, he, he uh, feels he's fairly important, maybe. And then in the back corner, um, the table most adventurers would normally go for, there's a fellow <clears throat> who uh, has uh, a drink in his hand sitting on the table and then a drink kind of in his lap, like pressed up against his chest. But he appears to be asleep. Uh, I figured he, I, I thought it must be a bottle of something he found. He was taking a picture of it for his bourbon group. <laughs> 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 Crotch <laughs> shot. <laughs> well, uh, Corso uh, introduces himself to the to the barmaid. Uh, Hi, I'm I'm Corso. These are my friends: Mortimer, James, Quentin, Balmir. That's Lando over there. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, uh, but I've heard you have ale. Uh, you wouldn't happen to have any uh, cider around here, would you? Some hard cider. Oh, we haven't had cider in probably a hundred years here. Uh, keep hoping we'll get some. From uh, there's a small village far, far to the east of here called Holbeck. They used to sell a cider, but um, yeah, that's heard uh, them yet. That's where we're from. Um, but uh, we're hoping uh, maybe we could uh, get some cider going over here. Wow! So are you all from Holbeck? Most of us. Hmm. Used to know some folks that uh, moved there a long time ago. Oh yeah, who who was that? Um, last name was you probably wouldn't know him. It was a long time ago. Last name was Vass. Ah, we've heard of them. They're they're good people. Oh, mm-hmm. the uh, <laughs> they used to keep the uh, place up on the hill about a mile from here. They used to keep it in pretty good shape when they were around. Wait, oh, can I really? do a perception check to see if I recognize her from any paintings? <laughs> 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 Wouldn't yes. look really confused and being like, but Corso, you're. Oh. Never mind. She, yeah, she's an elf, you realize. Back in the book. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's going on with Lando over here? I'm going to make a perception check. See if I can. So I was going to chat up the loot player. At 13. And uh, show her my really cool hat. Oh. Ask her if she knew any songs about the Dragon Barzoon. <laughs> All, right. All right. And if not, I would tell her out about my best friend, Barzoon. Uh, you walk up and she says, oh, um, a newcomer in town. Nice to meet you. My name's uh, Siltharis. I've just uh, been learning this lute and thought I would come in here and play it for everyone tonight. Oh, yeah. You sound great. Already better than um, my non-cousin friend, James. I heard that, jackass. <laughs> Don't mind him. Uh, well, you know, I've just been learning. Um, Barzoon? No, I've not, I've not heard of that one. Um, perhaps you could tell me some something about her, and uh, I could try to write a song? Well, she is a great and powerful blue dragon. Okay, okay. She pulls out a paper and some... And some uh, I mentioned and... she's my best friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My best friend, not his. That's Quentin. Um, but yes, my best friend who bestowed upon me this hat, 
and so now on our adventures, I plan on uh, regaling the tale of our adventure when we met the great and wonderful worm uh, oh. who we befriended. Uh, oh, wow. She is a blue. Well, she points to this chair over here and says, well, well sit down and uh, tell me all about it and maybe we can come up with a song. Okay, great. It's nice to meet someone with some musical talent. <laughs> that was cold. That was like really cold. She you just a... said a minute ago. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, she is a, a half elf. So did the did the barmaid give us uh, her name? Um, nope. She says, uh, "My name is Rena." And do I recognize her from the painting? Uh, you you do not. <laughs> although funny though yeah although um arden probably you know he was probably probably never met her because he was born in holbeck hill so do we get drinks or not she does have drinks um and just be her. just be clear like I, i'm sitting like with my back kind of sh firmly shoved into this corner here so that i'm not so my back's not to any of these yahoos down at the tables, and my back's not to the door either. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Rena says, I can tell you've, you've all been on the road for a while. If you'd like, uh, we do serve meals and have rooms as well. That sounds wonderful. Quentin asks, do you have baths? Hot ones, maybe? Um, we do offer a bath service, yes, if you'd like. Oh, is it, thank you. Is it self scrub or um, is it full service bath? It's self scrub. Someone's had service a bit too much. I think that the term is called happy ending there. Or so, just saying. It's self scrub unless you can uh, convince someone to do it for you. <laughs> Need to totally do that. No. Do it, persuade. I dare you. So. Yeah. Okay. I will give you. I will give you a silver piece if you pass a persuasion on that one, or so. Um. All right. Yeah. I'll see if she's interested in, in <laughs> helping me with my bath. We don't know him. All right. Make uh, make an insight check. Okay. <laughs> anybody anybody around there can make an insight. Check. Roll a two. Oh, she's so fantastic. into me. I'm gonna I'm gonna try an insight check. Ugh. Roll a five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the best roll out of all that was Quentin, who has a minus one to the roll. He got a twelve. That's Quentin, uh, you can tell she's a, she's somewhat offended. Everybody else doesn't know what girls think uh, based on those rolls. How the Clearly hell does Quentin know what girls think? <laughs> uh, you must have seen a, a, a diagram of an offended woman that was labeled as offended woman. Probably from point. hanging out around his mom all the time. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Quentin's over here by Corso, like kind of pulling on his sleeve, being like, "Dude, look at the. It's right here in the book. You need to know this right now. Right now." <laughs> it's hard. It's hard for me to tell what women are thinking when they don't have a beard. Yeah, let's make it harder. Can't trust a woman without a beard. So, uh, all right. I mean, I didn't say that. So, uh, all right. I, I, uh, I say to her, oh, perhaps I overstepped. Uh, it was just a, a joke. We've been on the road for a while. Uh, well, but, I, I I pride myself on the hospitality here at my inn, but uh, that's not the type of hospitality we offer. Sure, you know, I'm I'm a young man. Hormones are a problem at this age. Mm, well, we can have. Would you ever listening to a halfling? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she um, says, I have, I have a, uh, a fire and a hot poker in there. We can remove those for you. What, the, the hormones? Yes. <laughs> uh, that sounds Actually, experimental to me. <laughs> if you're interested, I have a book on surgery over here. Um... <laughs> Oh, never mind. I get it. I think those are actually called humors. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so uh, I, I try to change the subject, and I'm like, so you say there's a there's a, a manor or a keep a mile outside of town? Oh, the hall, yes. Mm-hmm. The, the hall, okay. Uh, what, what goes on up there? Is anybody living there now? Um, they say there's some kind of a, um, uh, a ghost or something living up there. Of course there is. Oh, you you don't believe in ghosts, do you? Um, I live this close to the, uh, Warden Wood. Of course I believe in ghosts. But it's probably some kind of a fey creature. Oh, we've run into a couple of those before, and I kind of nod my head over at, at Mortimer. Hmm. Yeah, we we do see uh, herring guns on a regular basis. Um, we actually sorry, have a couple of. You see what now? Herring guns. She gestures towards Mortimer. I am a kangaroo. I thought he was a kangaroo. Wait, I thought it was a rabbit. <laughs> no, uh, whatever you want to call him, he's a herring gun. <laughs> oh, he was a marmoset. Herring gone. Hair, oh. I think, is what she said. Mm-hmm. They are they are fairly quick, so sometimes they're here and then they're gone. That's true. Hey, that's my name. Hair today, gone tomorrow. <clears throat> We've got a couple that like to uh, to hop out that window over there after they have their carrots before they pay. Hey, maybe you should start locking the window. That's okay. I have a couple of lucky rabbit's foots now. It's fine. <laughs> 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 I've got two of those. I almost had a set of Austin. For a moment. With the rolls you've been having, Mortimer, they're not very lucky. Let me break it to you. I just rolled a 23 on that medicine check that I didn't mean to do. You just keep wasting your rolls, dude. Maybe it's only lucky if you have just one foot. So maybe next time you roll on that injury table, it should be like to lose a foot. Oh, man. That'd be horrible. You lose your luck I, I, skill I or luck feats when you lose if, a foot. Hey, uh, <laughs> Balmir, you rolled an 11 on your insight check. Um, you couldn't tell what was going on with her, but you did notice this guy down here uh, with the uh, the hat on is uh, eyeballing Lando and doesn't look too happy about it. Yeah, we're kind uh, of awesome that. Uh, Just to let you know about that. So she said she had rooms. Can can we find out like how much rooms? And I want to ask her how like the rooms are. She says, "Yeah, I charge uh, it's one silver um, for uh, for a room for the night, and that comes with breakfast." Okay. Well, I was wondering since I'm I'm a small person, do I get like a half off, a halfling? Um, Only if you sleep can, under the bed. You can uh, you can get a halfling room, uh, which let you can share with another halfling. Yeah, is, is there a room that has like uh, enough beds for me and my mom and my grandpa? Um, no, I no, do have, okay. I do have a larger room with two regular regular beds, um, and then I have um, 
one one room that has like a desk and everything in there with it. Oh, I'll take that one. <laughs> All right. Well, if I can get the one with the two beds, I'll let uh, mom take one and grandpa take the other, and I can get a bedroll over in the corner. Lando and I will share the halfling room, I guess. Way we just get it kind of yeah. half. As soon as I get a chance, I'm going to try to warn Lando that I think this lady's boyfriend's eyeballing him. Mm. Um, that'll only encourage him. <laughs> Probably true. All right. Well, well, Corso pulls out a uh, silver coin and slides it across the the bar. To pay for our room. Mm. It's one silver per person, though. No matter. I mean, if you try to cram people in, I'm still going to charge the silver because I'm going to provide you each a meal. All right. So I'll pay the three. <laughs> All right. What so I'll ask. As I'm oh. telling Loot Lady mm-hmm. our story mm-hmm. and recanting everything since Barzoon until today, I was going to say, oh, and we saw some goblins on our way into town just before we got here running into the woods. You guys seen any of those? She said, oh, those nasty blue spears. Yes, they keep uh, abducting people. Mm. Do they steal anyone from your party? How do they abduct people? They're so small. No, we we drove them off. Mm. And one of us is being attacked by a toddler. Hey, Balmir, do you mind going and tell Corso and all the other people that aren't in this conversation that what she just said? Yeah. <laughs> all I was right. say, are, they, are they yelling? I thought, I thought we were talking to the barmaid still. No, nah, nah, he's talking to Siltharis. I just got gotcha. Sorry. So the young lady with the loot says the goblins are called the blue spears and they keep abducting people from town well uh rena says not from town but they they have abducted some people who are coming to town or going leaving from town ah oh very well oh here's my silver by the way thank you thank you hey all right i was giving you mine um does anybody know uh (laughs) does anybody know much about these blue spears i asked the the barmaid uh no, they they just started abducting people recently. Although, to be fair, the the roads haven't been open that long. You know, just a few years, and apparently, um, you know, the the places outside of here have had a lot of issue with the shadow plague, sickness thing. Yeah, it's been it's been bad. I lost my my father to it. Hmm. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. By the way, Quentin, I'll help. I'll buy you lunch. I don't buy a room. That's usually how it goes. But if you forgot your wallet, you're out of luck. Well, it sounds like uh, someone needs to take care of these goblins if uh, if we're going to rebuild this town. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, we have yeah. we have plenty of other problems, but uh, yeah, the goblins are one of them. Really, what what else is threatening the area? <clears throat> oh, there's trolls up north. There's Talca some ogres uh, gathering to the east, to the west, to the southwest, really. Um, there's something going on in the wastes. Um, we've heard talk of creatures coming out of the mines over there where the, the, uh, Thunderstone Keep is. And then something's going on to the south of us in Warden Wood that's been, uh, really causing trouble and, uh, rolling up the, the fae that live there. Sounds like, uh, a group of, uh, adventurers would be pretty busy in this area. Yeah, yeah, of course, there haven't been a lot of adventurers uh, around of late. 
Um, and of course, we have issues with just people coming through town. You know, it's a small enough town that if a big group of merchants come through, they think they can just kind of take charge and do whatever they want. Well, that won't be a problem anymore. Oh, are you going to come in and take charge? Well, sure. We're the Holbeck Hellions. <laughs> um, when you say that, uh, this fellow over here, uh, sitting at the table with the guy with the hat, he's got dark skin, his head shaved, and looks kind of pretty much like this uh, token I found for him, actually. Uh, he's a human, mid to late 40s. Stands up and walks over. He says, did I hear you fellows are planning to stay here in, in Midwood, Midwood Village? Well, yes. <clears throat> oh, well, then let me introduce myself. I'm I'm Derzik Crestwind. He starts uh, shaking hands with everyone. I, yeah, Cord stands up off of uh, his bar stool to make sure he's looking him eye to eye when he shakes his hand. All right. How, how do you spell his name? Uh, D-E-R-Z-I-T and then Crest Wind C-R-E-S-T Wind I'm uh, I'm as close as we have to a to a mayor and a, and a judge in this town oh, it would okay. be nice it would be nice to have some new blood though we uh, you know we were only have uh, eight small families here um, plus a few others that live in town um you said you're from Holbeck. Have, have you brought others with you? Yeah, we have a we have a small caravan that came with us, mostly our family members and friends. Oh, looking well. to looking to to find a place uh, where we can build build our own uh, piece of the world. Well, um, we could definitely use more townsfolk. Do you uh, have any any skills that might help out in a a small village like this? Well, sure. James here's a, a a skilled loot player. Quentin's a great well, scholar and researcher. Uh, Mortimer is fantastic at taking naps. <laughs> uh, he says, well, we've already got one of those, and he gestures into the, this guy in the corner. Well, perhaps we could have nap-taking competitions. <laughs> I was... Uh, that, that sounds fine. I was thinking more like uh, we could use a full-time smith um, oh, that, we we have one of those. We also, uh, uh, my my grandfather's a a skilled nude portraitist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm his favorite model. Uh, well, uh, I'm not sure how much. Biden throws his, uh, spits up his drink. That said, <laughs> I'm not sure how much need there is for that. Perhaps he could paint nudes of folk who come through town. Uh, Clearly, you haven't seen uh, my grandfather's paintings. Once you see them, you'll understand their value. Um, yeah, last time we did that, we got sued. <laughs> All right. It's free speech issue, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, in any case, um, perhaps tomorrow I could come out and uh, meet everyone from your group and help everyone get settled. Yeah, that'd be great. A uh, few of us will be staying in the inn, but uh, I guess the rest will be uh, staying out with the uh, the wagon since there's not enough space for all of us. All right. Uh, if you happen to have anyone who uh, understands farming or, or that sort of thing, that would be helpful. We are in, we're in dire need of a smith. Um, yep. Uh, pretty okay. much anything you could think of in a small town. Yeah, well, we've got, a, we've got a family of dwarves that are with us. They're, uh, they're skilled 
uh, as Smiths. Uh, they they ran the one back home. Oh, his eyes, his eyes light up here. at that. Oh, yeah, that would be wonderful. We um, we basically just have a few folks who try their hand at it when they have to right now. Yeah. And speaks of, I may have a book or two about farming. Um, yes, that, that would be nice, I suppose. All right, Noel. Uh, we uh, we we say to Durzit, uh that we look forward to uh, talking more with him about how we can help get this area back back hopping again. Excellent, excellent. Joke for Mortimer's sake, or am I the only one I thought that? <laughs> um, he says, I mean, if you'll... "We did bring our own hair and gun." Uh, excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt. He stands stands up to the bar. Rena, I um, I ordered my food a while ago. Did uh, Sildra get lost again? She laughs and uh, turns and walks to the door to the kitchen and says, Sildra, the mayor's food? And you hear like uh, something crash in the uh, in the kitchen back there. And uh, this woman walks out and says, sorry, sorry. And she's got a plate full of food and hands it hands it to Rena, who brings it back over to Durzit. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, young girl kind of stands and looks at all of you and goes, uh, whoa, we got visitors. She turns and runs away, basically, back into the into the kitchen. <laughs> after that, right. says, "Sorry, that's Sildra. She uh, she's easily distracted and easily lost. Even was uh, she uh, also an elf? Did you say she's a human? Looked like oh, human. Okay. Yeah. Let's say sounds like a perfect match for Quentin. <laughs> she's easily lost, even indoors. <laughs> and uh, there's a last says, "That's true. She got lo- lost uh, upstairs twice last week." He walks back to his table. All right. Um, and uh, Quentin uh, all of a sudden reappears with his uh, bathrobe and uh, shower kit and says, where, where are the showers? I'm sorry. The, the baths? <laughs> um, yeah, we can set that up for you just outside, out back. Oh, wonderful. And you said they are hot showers, correct? Well, it's not a shower, but it's a bath. Uh, yeah. bath, sorry. Um, as he walks away, as Quentin walks away, she says, really, we used to, it's a big pot we used to make stew in when there were more people around, but it works for a bath too. (laughs) All right. Um, don't let Mortimer get in it. That'll get all the goblins running. (laughs) Rabbit stew. Mm Mm-hmm. Just need some potatoes. Well, uh, Marina says, well, besides rooms, she hands you all, uh, keys who we got a room is there anything else you need um got any questions about town you were asking about the hall yeah is there anybody here who's been up there before could maybe show us the way how to get there oh like well if take you, a look around if you um i don't know if anyone would lead you but if you uh take the north road about a quarter of a mile you can't miss it on the left i mean it's a, basically a ruin, but it's still the only thing of note up there on the hill. Oh, I'd love to check it out. My friend here, he's uh, quite the researcher. Maybe he could uh, help us discover something up in the ruins. Uh, yeah, yeah, why not? If, uh, if you guys have an interest and you're going to be in town, you might as well check it out. You are adventurers, like you said. Quinn does find out if they have any type of, like, uh, I doubt they have like a library, but maybe they have a uh, archive of some type. 
Um, well, if you're looking for books or interesting things, Kilroy is the person to talk to if you can find him. Hmm. Um, can you tell me a little more about this Kilroy? I'm... I thought she got, I thought you went and took a bath. You're standing here. <laughs> Like, seriously. If you can't tell that Quentin just really doesn't understand social graces at this point, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I like Tom, says, go get in the tub. Uh, she says, yeah, he, he runs a, basically like a traveling apothecary. It's uh, He's got a, like a mule that pulls a cart around. Oh. Excellent. Excellent. I uh, will do my best to look him up. And, uh, excuse me, I'm going to take a bath. And walks away. All right. After you walk away, she says, well, I mean, he's asleep in the corner. To the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I uh, I asked the bartender if uh, I can perform, at, you know, like music and all that, you know, just see if I can't, you know, make a little money or maybe. You're going to have dueling loot? Yes, yes. She says, she says, well, we have live entertainment today. And she kind of points half-heartedly over towards where Silthris and Lando were sitting. But maybe another day. All right, well, I make my way over here and I introduce myself to the uh, lady with the loot. Hey. She's surrounded by halflings. <laughs> it's like two halflings are the same as like just a regular guy. It's an infestation. <laughs> I, I'm sitting where I'm at to keep an eye on the dude with the hat. All right. Yeah, he keeps looking over at uh, Lando and like fixing his own hat and like uh, he puffs up his collar to make it look, you know, more fancy maybe. You're not sure. I guess I'll also come. He also puts he's on got, some gloves. He's got a serious case of hat envy. Can't believe I'll it. Just, I'll just step over here and be like, uh, mind if I have a seat? I have my drink with me. Uh, yeah, well, you, you weren't over there when Durzit introduced himself, were you? No. Uh, uh, Durzit says, sure, of course. Um, I introduced myself to your friends. I'm Durzit. I'm the the mayor, uh, judge, whatever. I, I, I settle disputes mostly in town when they come up. Oh, very nice to meet you. Hopefully we won't be involved in any of those. Um, well, but if you have any, feel free feel free to come to me. Um, this is Kiff. He uh, gestures over to the guy in the hat who says, Oh, yes. Um, uh, hello, how are, how are you? Well, Matt, Kiff? And what is Kiff? Is he like a human or what? He is a human, I believe. Okay. Let's see. Yes. Um. Well, well, he, he appears Kiff? flustered. Kiff appears flustered. He he uh, he stands up and like puffs. He's got wearing a puffy shirt. He like puffs it out a little bit more than suspect down. Yes. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, what what was your name? Um, Balmir Strong Branch. Oh, that's a that's a good name for a dwarf. My mother thought so. <laughs> well, your father didn't agree, I suppose. Oh, no, he thought so, too, but, you know, you know how mothers are. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it was her, her decision, I guess. Especially those dwarven women, you know. Some oh, think no. of them as <clears throat> weaker as the, of the male dwarves, but uh, I, would, I would stand to correct them. You don't want to get slapped in the face with a beard that's uh, strung up with trinkets more than once, I'll tell you that. Okay, sure, yeah, he seems confused. Because <laughs> you know, dwarven women have beards. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I get that. Versus kind of chuckling into his food, he's as he's digging in. 
and they they have a tendency to uh, braid a lot of jewelry in there. I mean, like a lot. Hmm. And then when they get mad, they just do kind of this thing, and you know, oh. it hurts. Doesn't seem nice at all. Well, you know, some discipline with a fly swatter, some with a stern word, some with a bejeweled beard. Hmm. It's uh, okay. So what is it that you do here in town, good sir? <laughs> oh, um, well, I make uh, I make clothes. He says, and he like uh, gestures to himself. Excellent, excellent. Ah, yes, the tailor trade. Very, very impressive. I, um, yes, I couldn't help notice your your friend over there is fairly finely dressed. He he uh, points over towards Lando. Oh, yes, that is good Lando. He is quite harmless. He does like to talk about his hat, though. It, it's, a nice, it's a nice hat. I um, wonder what it's made out of. Uh, fabric. Uh, <laughs> magic. It's got a fabric, good dwarf. Oh, it's magical. Oh, hmm. He appears to settle down in his seat a little bit after that. That explains it. That explains it. Yes, yes, yes. Imbued... Uh, with magic by a blue dragon, as a matter of fact. Oh, well, dragon magic. Okay. He kind of sits back in his chair. It's the most relaxed you've seen him since you walked in and takes a sip of his drink. Yeah, he didn't make it himself. Don't worry about that. Mm. Oh. Well, what can he's you do? Actually, he's actually more comfortable on the seas um, sailing about than, than stitching a piece of clothing. That's for mm. sure. Mm. Okay. All right. I myself am, a, am an illuminator of manuscripts. If anyone has any use for that sort of work, uh, I don't know. I have thought about uh, putting writing on some of my clothing and such before. I wonder if you could do something like that. Oh, some definitely, definitely. Oh, yes, I could. I could definitely. We could work something out on that for sure. All right. Yeah, he's he's uh, into that idea of a sudden. And so, yeah, and. And Sir Mayor, I'm also, of course, being a dwarf, quite adept at stone masonry and identification of those sorts of things. If you ever need help in that area? Well, yeah, the mayor. Yeah, he, he looks interested. He says, "Oh yes, we we have no stone masons. Um, most of our, our structures these days have been made from wood. We do have a fellow who uh, works wood fairly well and brings lumber in from the woods." Yeah. We could certainly talk about that, but it may be that our group may have to chase away some goblins and other nefarious creatures first. But uh, in between those ventures, I'd be certainly glad to, to help in whatever way we can. Oh, okay. Well, uh, much appreciated. Much appreciated, my friend. Good, good. Good speaking with you. <laughs> I'm going to go sit down next to my friend uh, who can't get his nose out of a book. Well, I believe he went out back to get into a tub. Oh, yes, he did. Well, I'll just go sit next to the rabbit. Quentin, uh, you get out, out back, and you see, indeed, there is a, a tub out there. Okay. Um, it's uh, after you stand out there looking at the empty tub for a couple of seconds, and the uh, the girl, Sildra, or Sildry, mm-hmm. as, the, as someone said in there, comes out and says, Oh, how, you're taking a shower, or a bath, rather, right? Uh, it, uh, the... Uh, the container and water. Um, oh, you're pretty. What? 
I mean, um, that's that's a pretty nice tub. Um, I have. Yeah. She says, uh, "Yeah, can you just help me pour these uh, buckets of water in before they get cold?" Uh, yeah. She has two Excuse buckets. <laughs> All right. So she pours those in. She says, "You can go ahead and get in if you want." Uh, here's some. She uh, has a little uh, bag. Here's some soap and some towels. I'll bring more hot water. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Kind of looking around, waiting for her to kind of go. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, grabs the, she grabs the buckets and walks off. And you're pretty sure uh, she walks into the woods instead of back towards the end. So. Um, excuse yeah. me. Um, no, yeah, she's gone. She's gone. Oh, never, never. <laughs> she, she just marches um, off into the woods like she knows what she's doing. What was she going back for? More water? Yeah, more hot water. Yeah. But you, you think she came from the kitchen area. <laughs> So uh, sure. Quinn just is okay. She took the buckets with her, didn't she? She did, yeah. Oh, well, is there enough for me to take a path with, or do I need to find some more? Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it's about 10 inches of water. You could, I mean, you could sit in it and take a bath. <laughs> mm. Um, he's gonna do his best and go ahead and just take a quick one, <laughs> okay? <laughs> All right. Because I truly doubt she's gonna be walking out of the woods with hot water. <laughs> You walk in out of the woods with something else. All right. Is an ivy? Probably. Goblins. All right. Lando, you, Lando, you, uh, you're you just kind of hanging out with Siltharis and James over here talking about music. Uh, Less about, well, if James is playing, then yes, we're talking about awful music. Um, If, other than that, yeah, just yeah. trying to get a ballad written for the Dragon Barzoon. Yeah, and ours obviously Barzoon's BFF Lando, right? Yeah, she's helping explaining you... what BFF means. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Forever. All right. Well, if there's nothing else you fellows need, um, I can drag your characters to your rooms on the map if you want. Yeah, I think we're just gonna tuck in for the night. Uh, and keep watch over the wagon in case the blue spears come back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, uh, when you mentioned the them, no one in the in the tavern or in the inn seemed worried about the blue spears coming into town. They they tell you they never come within like fifteen miles of town. That's really weird. Or never have in the past, anyway. Until <laughs> tonight. Um. Let's see, uh, when Rena tells you that, Dursit says, well, it was that one time, but Rena killed six of them. She rolls her eyes at that. I killed five. It's fine. Cor uh, Cor looks impressed. Uh, he uh, he says, uh, what do you use? What kind of weapon do you use? Um, it was, I just used a bow. I shot them, shot them down as they came towards town. Oh. He says, "I prefer to use this," and he sets his grandfather's hammer up on the on the uh, on the bar. She said, "She says, um, so you are a vass, maybe. Well, you're either a vass or you've stolen their uh, weapon. Uh, you figured me out. Yeah, we're we're we've come back." <laughs> Oh, well, no wonder you were asking about the hall. Yep, Bannerman Hall is there waiting on you. 
Excellent. Although if you're uh, here to reclaim it, like I said, it may be more difficult than you expected. Well, we've, uh, we're not quite novices ourselves. We're, we're, uh, experienced fighters. No, we're full on level one now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me just we, point out that the more than... probably has more kills than anyone else at the moment. Just saying. <laughs> we have more than four hit yes, points. Yes, Lando right. does. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She says, uh, well, um, I look forward to uh, hearing how it goes when you go up to the hall. Sure. We'll let everyone know. All right. And if you, uh, if you were looking for any supplies from uh, the apothecary before he leaves, I would do it tonight. He has a tendency to, to uh, disappear. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think we have enough cash to afford like any healing potions or anything. I mean, yeah, I've, I've only got like 15 gold together. pieces to my name. Yeah, I got less than that. All <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So, uh, um, about that time, uh, Sildra uh, walks in the front front door. She looks bedraggled. She's got twigs in her hair. She's carrying one bucket. And she says, Rena. I'm not sure what happened, but I lost one of the buckets somewhere. Rena laughs a little bit and rolls her eyes and says, Did you get any hot water to the poor man outside? She said, Yeah, yeah, two buckets full. Um, I came in here to fill in the, fill them back up, and I got lost a little bit. She shrugs. So like, back can light. we see, like, does there appear to be anything wrong with her? Uh, <laughs> or she's just absent minded? She, she's, uh, yeah, she didn't have like a dent in her side of her head or anything. She <laughs> did, she's did maybe the apothecary's <clears throat> mule uh kick her or something as a child? She just has a terrible sense of direction, Rena tells you. Oh, okay. And she yet yeah, if she's not focusing on it, she just kind of wanders off in the wrong direction. That's all. Inter- interesting. She's a wonderful cook. And uh, and a, a great girl. She just you can't trust her f- to make it from point A to point B without uh, accidentally running into point C on the way. Yeah, that's good. That's funny. Uh, as a matter of fact, she's probably completely forgotten about taking more hot water to your friend. He's probably taking a bath uh, in ankle deep water. <laughs> you know, be the first time. Yeah, <clears throat> he'll figure it out. you you'll figure out how to bathe in like two inches of water i heard you i was like what's there to figure out either you try it or you don't (laughs) he's more likely to figure out how to drown in two inches of water than to bathe (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna drag you all upstairs to the upstairs at the end um for no other reason than than I made this entire map myself and I want you to look at it. Ooh. All right, I guess I found the one with the double beds. Oh, those here. those are those are the halfling beds. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you, you can you can stay in those if you want. Oh, that's the one with the desk. Yeah, I'll open here we go. Doors. I'll open these doors so you can see into them. There we go. 
Oh, very nice. I like the bear skin rug. Nice touch. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Yeah. So this room in the northeast corner or northwest corner, rather, is probably where Corso and his family can stay. The halfling room is in the southwest corner. And then there's three single bed, small single bedrooms as well. All right. I guess I'll uh, go find my mom and grandpa and let them know that I got them a room at the inn. All right. If Mortimer wants to sleep on the bearskin rug, he can. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Quentin's going to get his mother and uh, oh, so she can stay. Okay, that is fine. Lando, you're not going to stay with James. No. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. Mortimer, you're not stay related. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Let's have it together. No. Alrighty. Um, so you all stay the night. Um, get Wait. Uh, so... Go ahead. Wait. Ugh. Who is keeping watch? Ran it in. They keep watch. <laughs> well, I, I guess you mean outside. I guess the poor people you left behind, the mayor and his family and the Ash Grips, will take turns keeping watch. Yeah. Well, we watched. Well, we watched when we were on the road, and it was actually dangerous. They can keep a watch while we're in town. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Lando doesn't care, but out of character, that's pretty cavalier, considering we saw the goblins and we failed our travel check. But okay. Well, Corso wants to be a cavalier, so that's true. Ooh. Um, I thought he was going yeah. rune night or something. No, if you uh, if you say anything about it, um, Durset lets you know that the townsfolk will keep an eye on the an eye out tonight. Since you mentioned the, the goblins, they have a bell they ring if there's trouble. Oh wow, that's that's reassuring. <clears throat> and uh, he he says, besides, I've never known anything to uh, anything to attack the town when. Uh, Either um, Kilroy or the uh, um, the woods woodsmaster were in town. That's not ominous at all. <laughs> Foreshadowing is a bitch right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they tell you uh, the uh, got the woodsman. His name is Vonith. V o n i t h. Yeah. yeah, we didn't see him or meet him. Mm -mm. He comes to town about, about once every two weeks, they said, and brings wood for everyone that needs it. That's also right. supply supply wood if Bring you need, need it for, for a house. It. If you need if you want to build a house or anything like that, he'll uh, he'll bring extra lumber in. Um, the Durset does explain that no one else uh, chops down many trees, but especially around here because the. Um, some of the creatures in the woods get really angry about it, and they will come into town. Hey, man. Yeah, so they, they just let Vonneth do it because he seems to have some kind of understanding where they don't kill him for doing so. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> so y'all uh, sleep well that night. What is going to be your plan for the next day? Well, um, we probably need to uh, try to check out the, the hall first, I would think. Get a base yeah. of operations set up up there. 
All right. Well, yeah, um, priority. so the next morning, um, uh, soldier has, has made breakfast for all of you. It is delicious actually. And they have the tub completely full of piping hot water. If you fellas want to take baths outside that morning. That sounds yeah. good to me. It's about 58, 60 degrees outside. And there's just steam pouring off that tub when you go out there. Oh man, uh, Quentin, this like giant filled tub of hot water is amazing. I see why you wanted a bath yesterday. <sighs> and does thaumaturgy again and make um, fart noises and bubbles come <laughs> out of his bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't even care because his bath is amazing. Little asshole. <laughs> he's, little... Not do he's doing laps in it. It's big enough for that. <laughs> I'm swimming. Like, <laughs> Oh gosh. Uh, he floats well, up to the top and makes a fountain for you. All right. Um, we can stop there for the night, or if you guys really want to go on up to uh, the hall, you can. No, I think I think that's probably a good place because it's ten twenty. I was about yeah. to say I'm about to fall asleep. So. All right. All right. Yeah, so I we can head up to the hall there. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Next, yeah. Uh, next time. Yeah, you met some of the town folks. Um, the next morning, Kilroy is gone. Um, Durzit shows up for breakfast. And uh, maybe a couple other townsfolk. But we can get into that next session. And right. start start putting feelers out there for my mayoral campaign. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Just kidding. Uh, Durzit uh, doesn't seem like he necessarily wants to be the mayor. He's kind of de facto mayor. Um, he doesn't mind settling disputes, but the uh, keeping the town running part is not his not his deal. No, no, that'll that'll fall to the bosses. The bosses is the bosses. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, uh, not everybody. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. Bye.